Sing from the Darkness by Moby. It was a windy, cool night, well past 12 the hour. My entire family were asleep, as was the village of Kabul, except for Musa, who desperately needed to urinate. His mother had always warned never to go out at night for fear of the monsters that stalked it. But right now, the seven-year-old Musa had two choices, pee on the mat and face the beating and wrath of his mother, or go out now and relieve himself of his desperate need. He chose the latter. He tiptoed past the sleeping forms of his family members and got to the door of the hut. Soundlessly, undid the hatch and opened the door. The creaking sound coming from its rusted hinges made the boy freeze and fearfully turn to look at the prone figures lying side by side on their mats. Another fraction opened, another soft creak, and the body, possibly his mother, shifted position, scratched her hip and resumed her loud snoring. Finally, little Musa opened the door just wide enough to squeeze his body through and went out into the chilly December night. The moon was at its apex, shining brightly in all its glory, driving away the ominous shadows. Musa didn't need to go far. He found his favorite spot on a patch of wild grass that grew rampant and unchecked around these parts. He was just about to lift his ankle-length kaftan to relieve himself when the moonlight suddenly vanished as a dark cloud blocked its rays. The world had turned to black and little Musa, forgetting his urgent need, stared open-mouthed at the darkened sky, his innocent mind wondering where the moon had gone. He then heard a noise, like a dry branch breaking underfoot and heavy breathing, just many feet away as his eyes adjusted to the dark. He slowly made out a shadowy form up ahead, like a dome. This dome burned spike-like things upon its surface, and when a gentle wind blew, the spikes ruffled, moving with the force of the wind. Little Musa quickly deduced this as hair, or fur at least. But of what? Two golden eyes suddenly appeared in the middle of the dome, and they watched Little Musa steadily and unblinking. A trickle of yellow liquid pooled and soaked the ground beneath his feet. He couldn't move, couldn't run, and he felt his life was being dragged into the dark pool that formed in the middle of those terrible eyes. The dome suddenly began to stretch and grow taller, taller still, till it took form, arms, legs. A hairy head with pointy ears. A monster. Whatever it was, Musa knew that it wasn't human. The monstrous shadow took a step forward, then another step, then another, drawing ever closer to the hapless boy who stood in his own filth. The little boy opened his mouth to scream. But all that came out was a little squeak, like the sound a mouse makes when it's about to die. 
It came closer until it stood just a few feet from the boy. Close enough for him to smell the creature. And it smelled awful and acrid. But somewhat familiar. Inviting. It slowly bent its head until its moist doubt was level with his small nose. It sniffed the air and a blast of steam escaped its nostrils. It then opened its mouth to reveal an impressive set of razor-sharp teeth and a large pinkish tongue. The tongue flicked this way and that, dripping with saliva, and tenderly licked the boy's cheek, a gesture that shocked him. As suddenly as it had appeared, it disappeared, swallowed up by the dark night, as if he had never been there. As if on cue, the cloud moved away and the moonlight began to shine once more. The boy stood where he was, looking around fearfully. Then he started to cry, as if he had been struck. He squeezed his eyes shut, afraid to open them. He was suddenly lifted into the air and strong arms held him horizontally. When he did finally open his eyes, what he saw wasn't a monster. But his grandfather, smiling down tenderly at him. Grandfather? Little Musa croaked. Musa, what are you doing out here? Grandfather asked. Grandfather, I saw a monster. I saw... Hush now. There are no monsters here, my son. No monsters here. Don't you worry now. I'm here, my boy. I am here, my brave little boy. His gentle words quieted the boy and he suddenly felt very sleepy. My brave little boy. My brave little boy. His grandfather kept repeating, sounding almost like a lullaby. His grandfather, through grey of hair and slightly bent by years of hardship, was still strong and had enough vigour to lift a small boy soiled clothing and all. Without making a sound, he carried Musa to his own hut and gently placed the boy on a sleeping mat, but not before removing his dirty clothing and replacing it with another that was much bigger and an animal hide blanket to protect him against the cold night. Grandfather knelt by his sleeping grandson and watched him lovingly, impressed by his courage. My brave little boy, he said one last time as his eyes turned deep yellow. You can follow us on Twitter at OG Toko Toko, Facebook at Original Toko Toko, and IG at Original Toko Toko. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week.